You ready? You were supposed to repeat that. Oh, sorry, I'm ready. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, what episode are we on? Oh, shit, we're actually starting? <laughs> I thought you were just testing. <laughs> oh, shit. My laugh was way too loud at that point now that I have it turned way up. Jeez, Jennifer. Um, no, because whenever I was like, are you ready? You were like, I'm ready. Like Spongebob. And then I pressed record and I was like, you ready? And it was just silence. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, you're I supposed to. I thought you were supposed just supposed to repeat that. <laughs> mm, my bad. My bad, y'all. Anyways, hello everyone. Um, episode four this week is paranormal, supernatural type thing. So, how are you today? I feel like 97 because my hips are fucking killing me. Your hips don't lie? <laughs> that wasn't the beat of the song. I realized that and that's kind of why I stopped and I reevaluated my life. Um, you know what? We're just going to talk about this fucking drink, okay? Because, okay. Um, okay. All right. So, I kind of picked it this week. And it looks fucking awesome. Y'all need to go check out the videos. So, I feel like they're in wine glasses. They're supposed to be martini glasses, but I didn't go get the glasses. Whatever. Um, I feel like since they're in wine glasses, we should clink. Should we clink? Sure. Let's clink. Clink. Mine is very strong. Told ya. Hold up. Holy shit. Hold that up again. I'm gonna take a picture of you because it's really sparkly. Cover my face so that no one can see the horrificness. Okay, hold it up. No, like you're drinking it. (laughs) You know how people stick their pinkies up? Mine was my middle foot. Holy shit, Jen, you have to drink that. That is so strong. Like, it's not bad. Fine. Do you have any cooties? All the cooties. Ever been sick recently. Everything that is itis or is. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That is not good. Mine's good. Okay, guys. So, whenever we write the recipe, we'll probably modify it. Because. Yeah, yours is good. Mine is not nearly. Hers is like fucking rubbing alcohol, and now she has to drink it because. I have a hack. I just made that rule drink it all i have a hack i have my yeti here (laughs) so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put all of my drink into my yeti and i'm gonna add more of the orange soda look at all the glitter oh it's still in there okay so i'm pouring the stuff in here because i want to drink to get the glitter because i'm a magical motherfucker (laughs) yeah we used edible glitter in this drink to make it all sparkly i actually uh, it's, it's not called glitter. It's called pearl powder. And I got it at Michael's. It was like four bucks. So, if you want to know where to get it, you can get it at Michael's. I really want some more of that soda. I know, but I have one in the fridge. Yeah, you know, I was about to say you got some more in there. Look at how glittery! We've done nothing but talk about how glittery this shit is. <laughs> Whenever we had, um, we had a Halloween party that was Harry Potter themed last year, and, um, we made a bunch of potions that were alcoholic, and I put some of the pearl powder in it to make it, to make people think that they were drinking potions. We still have all of those potions, too. Yep, we we have all the bottles. We need to get them out so that we can use them for videos. Yeah, they're in the attic, and... The men are lazy and won't go get them. <laughs> yeah. The mess is real up there. Because it's clearly not organized. <laughs> yeah, we're not going up there. Um, I'm afraid to go up there because I feel like the steps will, like, break. I was going to say, we are some voluptuous ladies. Ryan is the only one that I trust to go up there and not, like... Die? Die, yes. Yeah. Die. <laughs> um, Which story am I doing, guys? Oh, this one. Sorry. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus has been all like, no, she's on her own. <laughs> I'm not going down that road again. <laughs> Ugh, my stomach is warm from your drink. Your drink only. God, Lord, my, guys, that was like pure something. I don't Ugh, know. Eh. I don't think I like triple sec. I'm going to just go ahead and lay that out. I don't fucking like triple sec. 
It doesn't really taste like anything. It just tastes like alcohol. Not good alcohol. <laughs> okay. So, everybody. Miss Jennifer. I don't know why I did the finger thing. Is going to go first. She just pointed at me. I don't like it when people do that. I enthusiastically. I feel offended. Pointed. You okay? You can feel offended all you want, sweetheart. Don't call me sweetheart. I ain't your fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck if this is the South. If anyone wants to know, that was her. I'm about to kill a bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So my story is going to be really short. Today's going to be all about Mackenzie because, um. The place that I found, it it sounded really fucking awesome, and there's also a Ghost Adventures episode for it, but um, when it got down to it, I couldn't find anything on it, but supposedly, it's one of the most haunted houses in the world, but I couldn't find shit on it, so I'm doing the Myrtle's Plantation oh, thank you. in Louisiana. <laughs> No, it's in Louisiana, and it said that it's about 26 miles either north, I think it's north, of Baton Rouge, which for us, that's only like a five-hour drive or so. That's like a 15-hour drive, Jennifer. Stop <laughs> giving away our location. Oh, it's fine. Um, I doubt anybody's going to. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's about a five-hour drive from us, so I feel like someday we should take like a weekend trip. We should like schedule our weekends off. At the same time, and maybe drive up and go to the Myrtle's Plantation. <laughs> I mean, fuck yeah. And make the boys go with us, because I'm not staying the night in a haunted room that supposedly shit happens Jennifer, by you myself. know damn well if Trey even thinks about going with us, <laughs> the second someone sneezes in the wrong direction, he's gone. Not if he's already paid for that shit. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be like $200 a night. I haven't looked that up. Let me look that up really quick. Do, 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 Again, do, I feel do, 97 do, years old. Do, do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't feel like looking up, like. <laughs> Were you seriously not looking anything up? I was. I was. I was. <laughs> I'm looking it up, but I was uh, making, like, what, what show is that from? That's, I think that's Jeopardy. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I think. <laughs> I was just doing that because, you know, how, like, whenever they're waiting, it's like, dude, dude. <laughs> Okay, I feel stupid, but Hashtag anyway. awkward. <laughs> okay, so Myrtle's Plantation. Nightly rate. I'm sure that it depends on what room you're staying in. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because there's also, like, there's suites, there's just rooms, and then there's, um, I think a guest house. Not yeah. sure. Okay, so it says it's from 175 to 400 per night and may accommodate up to from two to six guests, depending on where you stay. So I'm sure we would probably get like a suite where it's like two bedrooms and one bath or whatever. Yeah. So. All um, right. Before we move on, I would yeah. like to say something. So in our last paranormal video, video podcast, excuse me. We discovered that there was some odd background noises that we could not explain. <laughs> so from now on, I wanted to. I was just turning a bunch of pages, so I just kind of want to say that that's what I was doing and claim that. Oh. <laughs> because there's like three instances in the whenever Jennifer's talking about Harold, where we hear shit, and it sounds either like words or giggling or things that are not supposed to. be. Right. There's happening. only one time where it think where we think it might be Mackenzie breathing, but. The other times it sounds like someone's going like, yeah. And then there's <laughs> like, like a giggle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And it's only when she's talking about Harold. Right. So we're, <laughs> it freaked us out. So I'm saying from now on, I would like to, um, I just turned a bunch of pages and that's where that's from. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, basically I'm just going to tell you about the house, the people that bought it and built it which is going to be very brief. Um, and then I'll tell you, like, things that people have said have happened in the house, but it's going to be really short. So, let me just get into it. Okay, so the Myrtle's Plantation was supposedly featured in, a, like, a bunch of different things, but I'll read off a few of them. New York Times, Forbes, Gourmet, Veranda, Travel and Leisure, 
country inns, colonial homes, um, the Oprah show, <laughs> A&E, the History Channel, the Travel Channel, the Learning Channel, and National Geographic, and then a few others. So, obviously, it's extremely popular, but I can't fucking find it, anything they probably besides what purpose. I found. Yeah. I feel like you have to go there, but... And take a tour or something. I don't know. But like I watched YouTube videos. I, I like looked. I I searched. Okay. I couldn't find shit. The only thing I didn't do is watch the Ghost Adventures episode. Because I'm pretty sure I've already seen it. And um, I feel like this is not a Ghost Adventures show. So I'm not going to just <laughs> only talk about what I found out on the episode. Yes. So. Yes. So um, anyways. The. The house was built by a man named um, General David Bradford in 1796 um, when he fled um, Pennsylvania because he was one of the leaders of the Whiskey Rebellion. And his nickname is Whiskey Dave. Okay. Which I feel like I've heard a lot. I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> so he ended up um, obviously in Louisiana. And I'm guessing it said... At the time that it was, like, a Spanish colony, um, it was called Bayou Serra, and um, he obtained a land grant, and it was 650 acres, and that's where he built the house. Okay. Um, and then in 1820, um, after he died, he, it was sold to his son-in-law and his daughter, and um, his son-in-law's name was Judge Clark, and his daughter's name is Sarah Woodruff, and she has four other siblings, but that they're not important. Um, they remodeled the mansion, Mm. which is also not that important. That's, it's literally, like, the information that I found is just, you know, what? Are your teeth looking black? Or are my teeth look black? Uh, they look a little gray. Ears do, too. Hey, maybe the black is toning our teeth. Hmm. Like, purple shampoo? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, we about to have white-ass teeth, people. <laughs> Anyways, um <clears throat> okay, so sometime after this, it doesn't say exactly when, um Clark decided to take one of their slaves named Chloe as a mistress. Mm. And um Chloe, she didn't want to be his mistress, but she was afraid that if she said no, she'd be sent to work in the fields. And at the time she was a house worker and she was like desperate not to be a field worker. So she said yes, obviously. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So, um, she was also known to eavesdrop because she was, like, desperate to please him so that she wouldn't get sent to to the fields. So, she would, like, listen, um, through the keyholes to make sure that he wasn't saying anything about her to, like, friends and stuff, um, because she wanted to, like I said, make sure that she was still in favor with him. And, um, one night, it, it was either by him or by Sarah, we don't really know, but someone caught her eavesdropping and to punish her, they cut off her left ear. Yeah, I know. So they cut off her left ear, and um, to hide the fact that she was missing an ear, she started wearing a green turban on her head at all times, Um, which is important for later. Mm -hmm. But um, one day uh, after this, Judge Clark left and went away for a weekend or something like that, and she devised a plan to poison... Sarah and her kids so that she could basically like nurse them back to health and be the hero the hero so that she could like regain favor because after she was caught eavesdropping she was also sent to work in the fields so the cake she she baked them a cake and she put crushed um I think it said cornelian in it cornelia Cornelia? yes cornelia um which apparently is extremely poisonous and um Apparently, she put more than she thought she needed, and um, the Sarah and two of the kids ended up dying, but they had three kids, so one of the kids lived to be old age and whatever. So, Sarah and two of her kids ended up dying because of this, and um, whenever the judge came back and like realized what had happened, um, the other slaves were afraid that they were going to get you know, charged with their murders, so they turned Chloe in. And she was hung. Okay. So she is the main ghost of the house. She ends up being the main ghost of the house. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so. Um, sometime later, 
um, a man named William Drew Winter. He um, bought the house and he lived there from 1860 to 1871. And then one day he was shot on the side of the porch or the side porch of the house by a stranger. And while dying, Winter staggered into the house and began to climb the stairs to the second floor, but didn't make it. He ended up collapsing and died on the 17th step. <clears throat> and he's apparently the only confirmed person to ever be murdered there. Confirmed. <laughs> yes, the only verified person to ever be killed at this house is William Drew Winter. Okay. So... Um, okay, so that's literally all I could find um, on the history of the house. Okay. Other than telling you, like, all the things about the Whiskey Rebellion, like, <laughs> that's not what this is about, so yeah. I had to get past that, because otherwise this would have literally been a story about um, Whiskey Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so I'll get into the things that have happened at the house. Um, supposedly, ghosts of the slaves are still seen, like, walking the halls, and occasionally people will, like, bump into them or whatever. And they'll ask them if there's any chores that they need to be done. Nope. You're good. <laughs> you can rest. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a grand piano. And um, it can still be heard, like, playing by itself sometimes. And whenever someone goes in there, it's it's not playing anymore. But it repeats the same song over and over again. Um, kill it with fire. Um, apparently the house was also built on a Native American burial ground. Of course it was. And, um, people say that there's a Native American woman who they see walking the house frequently. Mm. And then, um, one of the most famous, um, pictures of the plantation is a picture of the house next to the, what's the store now, but I think it used to be either a guest house or the slave quarters, and Chloe is standing in between it with her turban. Like, green? Yeah, like, in the picture. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then d during the Civil War, the house was ransacked by a group of Union soldiers, and three of them were killed in the house, and there's supposedly a blood stain that will show up in the, like, right near the front door that won't be, they can't be cleaned. Like, it won't go away. Like, it'll just show <clears throat> up? Yeah. Um, and then another thing is that whenever Sarah and her two kids, um died according to custom they would cover all the mirrors mm -hmm. so that you know people their they spirits can't, can't be trapped yeah. but one of them was overlooked and that mirror still hangs there today and people will sometimes see sarah and the two kids in the mirror and sometimes handprints and fingerprints will show up on the mirror and they can't be wiped off and supposedly they've resilvered the mirror like over and over and over again to try oh, and get the handprints and fingerprints crap. gone <clears throat> so yeah okay yeah we're going yeah i know <laughs> um there's also a ghost of a girl that died there in 1868 um she was there and she was sick i don't know if she lived there or not or if she was visiting but she was uh treated by a voodoo practitioner and she wasn't able to be healed so she died and <clears throat> she supposedly haunts the room that she died in and she will practice voodoo on people while they're asleep <laughs> Not okay. And I think that she's actually the one that the Ghost Adventures episode is about. Because whenever I read the description, it was like, we were, like, abused by a voodoo queen or something like that. <clears throat> so I think that this is that ghost. Oh, shit. Um, and then the last one is that um, there's also a ghost that will walk, stagger, or crawl up the stairs and stop on the 17th step. During the nighttime. Nope. Yeah. So that's obviously William Drew Winter. And, um, <coughs> like I said, he's the only confirmed, actual confirmed murderer at that house. Hey, why is crawling so creepy? I don't know, but it really is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's literally all I could find on the house. But, I mean, it, okay. How the fuck is this supposed to be the most, one of the most haunted places in the U.S. or whatever, or the world. I don't really remember. Um, <clears throat> but it doesn't have any fucking information. They probably do that on purpose, so that way, you know, they give you just enough to get you to be like, ooh, let's go check it out, so that you can actually, like, spend money and go see it. Yeah, but people like are that. saying that, like, a lot of it is just legend, and it's possibly not true. 
but people have seen all these ghosts but they don't know really like if the the history behind it is true or if it's just a legend it might have been whitewashed a little bit probably a lot of it if you think about it yeah so yeah that's my story it was about um 11 minutes 11 to 15 minutes long yay jessica (laughs) (laughs) my name's not jessica (laughs) y'all i get called jessica all the damn time whenever people first meet me it's so funny which is so awful because whenever i hear jessica i think of this awful awful person that i know and i'll tell you more about her later but she's just (laughs) anyways Alright, so we're going to get into my story, and mine is a little bit longer. Um, Sorry, because I keep coughing. How dare you. Um, Okay, and then we will actually be hearing some audio from another Ghost Adventures episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we're doing when we're done here. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go watch those Ghost Adventures episodes. Because we have nothing better to do with our lives. Okay? Okay, moving on. Um... (laughs) It's midnight. We don't need to go to sleep for another, like, 24 hours. So. Oh, shit. That's right. Um, alright. So, the title of mine, I guess, is called The Exorcism of Roland Doe. Roland Doe. Roland Doe. And this is actually a very famous case. And you definitely have heard of different stories about this case. You might have seen the movie that's based on this case called The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, yeah. Yep. So, Roland Doe is actually a pseudonym to uh, protect the identity of the person that was actually, um, <coughs> went through the exorcism and everything like that, and per, or without his permission, some reporter released his actual name and stuff, and if anyone wants to go look that up, you're more than welcome to, but I'm not going to invade this person's privacy like that. I will respect the pseudonym. So, his name is not really Roland Doe, but if you want to go look it up, you can do that at your own leisure. Um, so let me just go ahead and I'm going to dive into the story. This takes place in the 1940s, mm-hmm. uh, 1949, roughly. You know what? I have not watched The Exorcist as an adult. Me either. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. We should do that. Yeah, we should. After you get back from your weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Okay. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so I wrote a bunch of notes that were basically garbage from an article that I read at first, so I'm going <laughs> to get to my regular, <laughs> my good notes. Creepy hour, where facts don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> Clearly, since my story <laughs> is possibly all legend, <laughs> oh, just shit. a ploy for money. I see. doubt it, but you know. Oh, okay, here we go, here we go. Okay. So, Roland Doe, Doe? Yeah, Doe, is, was, he's still alive, so is a child of uh, devout Christians. He's still alive today? Yes. Okay. Or he he was in the article, and that was only like two years ago, so. Okay. Um, yeah, child of devout Christians, mom, dad, dog, doesn't say how many siblings he had. Dog. The dog was religious? Yep. He was a devout Christian? He drank the Jesus juice. (laughs) They fucking fed him holy water. Every day. I'm going to hell for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll be sitting right next to you on the bus. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll have cocktails. I was about to say, we'll, we'll have drinks. <laughs> Drink break. Uh, okay. So, family was Christian, went to church every Sunday, but he wasn't really close with his family. He was really close with his aunt, who was a spiritualist. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, I have the definition. I was going to say, what's a spiritualist? A spiritualist is... Spiritualism is a system of belief or religious practice based on supposed communication with the spirits of the dead, especially through mediums. So, like us. Yes. (laughs) So, we're spiritualists. Except these people are more extreme. Like, they will... They will talk to anything. One of their... One of their methods is like a spirit board, a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they will literally talk to anything. Okay. So they don't care if they get a demon. Yes. All right. Not like us. From what from what I read, I mean, I could be wrong. There are probably different factions of spiritualists or whatever. All right. So we're the good faction. Yes. We just like to scare the shit out of ourselves. 
<laughs> and, um, yeah, so they just, they believe that the dead, the spirits of the dead exist and they have an inclination to be heard and speak with us. Um, and this aunt that he was close to, her name was Harriet. Uh, no last names. Aunt Harriet introduced and taught Ronald all about the spirit world and showed him how to use his first spirit board. Sadly, in January of 1949, Ronald Doe's aunt <clears throat> died in St. Louis. Okay. How? Uh, didn't say. Okay. I think it's more of a privacy thing, so. Uh, Did she die playing the Ouija board? <laughs> Summon too many Ds? She died suddenly. <laughs> okay. So. So, probably. <laughs> didn't say anything else, it just said she died suddenly. But this, this boy, he was incredibly distraught. How old distraught. was he at this point when At she this died? point, he was 14. Okay. But he was incredibly distraught. You know, he this woman, he left this woman. Oh, God. I feel like you can already see what direction this is going. So he broke out his aunt's Ouija board to try and contact her. Of course. And he contacted something that said it was his aunt. Yep. And Shit like that happens. He talked about how much he missed her and how much he wanted her back in his life. And she said, well, all you have to do is ask. And he said, I want you back in my life. Ugh. God, that's disgusting. So literally, if anyone listening does not know how to use a Ouija board. Never no, say that. No invitations. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. And then Poor guy. strange things started happening. What the fuck? So he, he became possessed at 14? We shall see. Okay. Um, I'm, like, spoiling the story. <laughs> well, anyone who's seen The Exorcist can probably guess where this is going. <laughs> oh, shit. That was uh, loud. The, uh, so the family started, the whole family started experiencing stuff. Uh, they heard, like, stomping feet throughout the whole house. Mm. Um, his mom even said she, she heard something chasing her down the hallway one time. Oh, my dear God. Um, furniture moved on its own, like... The couch and stuff. It wasn't like a chair. It was the couch. I have chills. <laughs> Objects <laughs> levitated or were thrown across the room. Hell no. Um, scratches appeared all over Roland's body. And blessed objects such as vials of holy water, crosses, and crucifixes smashed and broke on the ground of their own accord. And religious pictures, like they had a picture of Jesus, you know, the the Jesus picture, mm -hmm. where you, it's, he's, like, glowing. Yeah. They had one of those on the walls, and it kept vibrating and kept falling off the wall. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can, uh, like, I can't imagine, ha like, having anything like that happen. It me. makes me want to get more crosses and crucifixes, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, but they all need to be blessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why that one's in here. Um... <laughs> Which I might be getting that one re-blessed. I don't know if they expire, but just to be safe. Um, the family noticed that the problem seemed to center around Roland. Big surprise. But the weird thing is these problems even followed him to school. So it was attached to him, mm -hmm. not the house. Yeah, like his several eyewitness people, like classmates saw his desk like slide across the classroom. Ooh. I literally can't get past when you were when you said that, like they heard stomping through the house. Like in the movies, that's one of the worst parts. Is whenever you hear something just fucking stomping through the house. Like, and it's not even just footsteps. It's when you hear something like running, like at running you. at you. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, fuck ah! that! I quit. <laughs> that would literally make I'm literally me freaking out. Um. Oh, look at the picture I just sent you. Oh. Yeah, mm. I sent it to you through Facebook. This is who. This is what will be Roland in a little bit. Um, his parents, of course, were Oh, he's concerned. Spanish or whatever? No. I mean, he's, he's white. He doesn't look white. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. That's I'll a, cut that out. That's a black <laughs> and white photo. Um, his parents grew very concerned for him, so they took him to medical experts, psychiatrists, and with no explanations for anything, like, nothing was wrong with this kid. So they finally took him to the clergy at their church. Okay. What's a clergy again? Clergy is, like, the priest, like, the higher. Oh, okay. I was the... like, what is a clergy? 
clergyman. I know is what like a pastor or a priest or it's like a Catholic thing. <sighs> okay. Clergy is Catholic. I should know things since my family is Catholic. Well, my dad's side is Catholic, but you know. But you're not. Dad. I don't know anything. <laughs> dot dot dot. No comment. <laughs> um, uh, arrangements. Um, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Excuse me. So they went to the clergy, or the I guess the the priest or whatever, and the parents told him what had been going on. He sat with the boy for a little bit, and he went to Roland's parents and were like, hey, something's not sitting right with me. I want to keep him overnight. Mm-hmm. And of course, mom and dad are all like, you're a priest. This is our son. We're just going to give him to you with no second thought. A lot of people nowadays would... Be more speculative about all that. All I can no, picture is, is like <laughs> horrible. Yeah, like, that's literally all I'm thinking right now. I'm like, great. First he's possessed. Now he's getting like molested. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry if anyone's Catholic, but that was we fucking are funny. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. No, no judging. <laughs> we'll leave that up to God. <laughs> Who will judge? BTW. Anyways, um, um, this isn't a religious show. Also, in case you were wondering, because <laughs> apparently this whole episode is gonna be. Throwing out the G word. <laughs> the G man up in here. All, All right. right. Um, so they kept him overnight, and the priest that was with him, I got like four different priest names, so I'm not even, I'm just going to say the priest. Um, they noticed that the bed kept shaking whenever okay. he was in it. Ugh. Um, they heard scratching on the walls, like the, Ooh. like with nails and shit. My Freaking ears just went. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a really heavy, like, solid oak wooden armchair in the corner of the room that looked like it had been, like, violently kicked over. But there was no one over there. Mm -mm. So, and this is whenever he was interrogating him about, like, religious stuff. Interrogating him? Like, do you rebuke evil, etc. What was he saying? I don't know. He just said interrogating. I assume that he's saying, like, do you rebuke Satan? I know, but what was, um, what was his name again? Roland? Roland? What was Roland saying? Roland? I was about to call him John. <laughs> like because John, of John Doe? Doe? Yeah. <laughs> what was it Roland saying? He was, he was like, like, yes, I do rebuke evil. And then his whole body was just like, ugh. Now I need to see some tapes, okay? <laughs> okay, well, this is back in the Tapes 40s. or it didn't happen. <laughs> Well, in the 40s, they don't have tapes, Jennifer, um, of exorcisms because they were still incredibly speculative. They're still incredibly speculative today. Okay, go ahead. Um, but he got permission from, like, he called the Vatican or whatever, got permission from, or a bishop to do an exorcism that night. Mm-hmm. Well, it failed. Um, of course it did. So he was in the middle of the... He was trying to exercise the demon, is what the priest said. And Roland tore open the mattress and ripped out one of the springs and got a hold of the priest and slashed him from one shoulder across his chest to the other so deep that he had to have stitches. Jesus And he said it was punishment. For trying to expel the demon? Yeah. There's only one demon? Yes. Okay. And, no, it's it's not that one. Okay. Um, so, the exorcism was put on hold. <laughs> so, <laughs> the priest is like, I'm gonna have to um, go on lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, the next morning, <laughs> Roland's parents came to pick him up, and he went home. Um, and his mom was concerned because he was crying, and she went in to check on him, and there were cuts and scratches. Like, there were scratches, like you'd see, but there were actual cuts, like, into his skin. On Roland? Yeah. All over his body. And then the word, um, Lewis, was etched into his chest and bleeding. Well, who's Lewis? Like St. Louis. You know, oh. his, his aunt died in St. Louis. Oh. Um, so his chest was all bloody and she saw that. So they immediately went to St. Louis and stayed with their cousins there. Uh, okay, yeah, that's... that's Because the demon tells you to go places and you just go. Apparently. Right? Yeah, you just fucking to listen to it. 
what the hell is wrong with them? What the fu- <laughs> what the fuck? They're just like, yeah, it wrote Lewis in it, so clearly we need to go to St. Louis yes. and bother the rest of our family with this bullshit. Of course. <laughs> White people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, so yeah, they immediately went to St. Louis and wound up in the capable hands of Reverend William Bowdrin. Bowdrin. Bowdrin? Whatever. Um, and it says the real battle began. The real battle. Dun dun dun. Okay. So there are speculative, or there are different things saying that there were between 8 and 30 exorcisms done in a two month period. Jesus Christ. In different articles, it says, like, each article said a different amount, but they all say that it was, like, at least eight different exorcisms. Jeez. Yeah. I feel like other exorcisms that I've heard of, they'll do, like, one, like, a month. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll do, like, one a month until it, until they figure it out. Yeah. So how bad did this demon have to be? (laughs) Literally. That they were, like... No, we're gonna go ahead yeah, and try seriously. again. <laughs> like, let's just let's go on our lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and Father Walter Halloran, Halloran, whatever, was assisting, and he was also acting as a witness because you can't really do an exorcism by yourself, just so that there's accountability. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, to make sure that you're not, like, harming them and then pretending it was an exorcism mm-hmm. that killed them. Um, so, just a couple things that Roland did. It didn't really go into detail because it says that the exorcisms were so violent that Reverend the Reverend and Father refused to speak of them. Um, but a couple things that I were I fucking listed. hate it when they do that. Yeah. It's annoying because that makes me want to know. Literally. I'm like, just fucking tell us. So, the, in the first exorcism, a couple things that happened is Roland would spit blood into the reverend's eyes and stuff like that, and Ugh. then he spoke in a deep voice, spoke in tongues, he spoke in Latin backwards, um, Jesus. and he broke Father Halloran's nose without touching him. What the hell? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> dramatic pause, without touching him. Yeah, and the bed was shaking violently, uh, the words evil and hell appeared on his skin from inside his body. Jesus Christ. Do they have pictures of it? Nope. They just have that one picture that I sent you. Of course they don't. Um, and eventually, after all of these exorcisms and all of this stuff happened, good went out, the demon was expelled, and he went on to live a normal full life. Uh, and so that's really all that we have on Roland Doe. I, I, I looked at probably ten different articles, and that's all that I got on him. Because mm-hmm. he wants to respect, he wants his privacy, and I understand that. That was a really traumatic event in his life. He doesn't want to go through that all over again. Right. He refuses to speak to reporters as well. So now, I'm going to show you a clip of the Ghost Adventures investigation of the house that he used to live in. Okay. Um, I do not own anything from Ghost Adventures. I'm just showing you an example. Don't come for us, Ghost Adventures, please. Yeah, Zach, I love you. Just accept it. Not, like, I'm not in love with him. I'm not gonna get creepy about it, but I love, actually, I kind of, like... That was creepy. I love Aaron more. He's just so sweet. He's such a sweetheart. I love Aaron more than I love Zach. Sorry, you antagonize shit way too much. I could not be your friend. Um... (laughs) Now they're now we're definitely getting sued because you just <laughs> talk shit to Zach. All right, so let me get it to where my thing is on here. All right, can you see it? Mm-hmm. You don't really need to see it, but let me go ahead and press play. Hang on, let me turn mine all the way down. Or maybe I shouldn't. Okay, go ahead and play it. Seven spirit box directly on top of an Ouija board. What happened here in 
we'll look at the we'll see this later on in the episode but whenever they're in the room you know those like the the stick figure thing that they have Mm -hmm. yeah so they did that and apparently um aaron kept disappearing from it for some Mm -hmm. weird reason not that cool but it's supposed to map out and see if a like a humanoid entity is in there right oh dear god and if there's like little different colored dots whenever it's trying to map something this is how their their device works from my understanding if it senses something there but it can't map it then it just shows up as like a dot Mm -hmm. like a circle yeah and apparently while zach and nick were in the room this dot just showed up and was hanging out with zach and the second zach started talking he said something about jesus christ and this thing like swarmed him and then disappeared Okay, so just in case you can't really make out the clip, um, it said Devil and Diablo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, the first two were Ouija and, like, a deep trouble. Yeah, Ouija board, trouble. And then, yeah, and then it was, like, Devil, Diablo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm it was leaving. Like, Devil, <laughs> Diablo. Um, and, yeah. So that's basically all I have about the Exorcist house. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I can't wait to watch the episode now. I know. I'm super excited. I haven't <laughs> seen it in forever. Um, oh my goodness. That was crazy. So yeah, we definitely have to go see the plantation. Yeah. 100%. And oh gosh, should we wait to do that on our road trip or should we just go one weekend? Mm, I don't know because the road trip is just going to be us. So maybe we should do it on a weekend because it's close to New Orleans. Well, it's like 40-something miles or 60-something miles from New Orleans, and uh, we can just go up there. Actually, Jesse and I were talking about going in November to New Orleans. Well, I mean, Ryan and I are not going anywhere until December. Well, fine then, Jennifer. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to, like, get any time away. Oh, yeah. Y'all shout out a congratulations. This is their 10-year anniversary. Yeah, in December. In December. (laughs) Isn't that awesome, guys? (laughs) Woohoo for Jessica and Ryan. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to kill you. No, please don't, because I have a lot of life left to enjoy. Like this really strong drink (laughs) that I made. It was for me. Oh, goodness. Okay. Alright, um, so one thing that I did want to bring to attention, um, go ahead and, if y'all are listening, get in touch with us via email, Facebook, Instagram, or even TikTok, and if you guys have any stories that you want us to maybe look into and talk about, talk about, we will give you a shout out on our podcast. Yep. That'll be fun. Or we can tell your stories. Um, ooh, and also if like if your house is haunted, tell us about your experiences too, because that'll be fun. Hell yeah. To talk about. Like, yep. Coffee cup just got thrown at my face the other day. It's like way to go, Sarah. Oh my god, I have to <laughs> tell you about my dream last night. <clears throat> oh please do. Okay, so backstory. My entire life, I've been having the same dream. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yes, and I had it again last <sighs> night. I don't think I've had this dream in, like, a year or so. But, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Is he back? Who? EJ. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, um, I'll tell you about EJ in a minute. But, anyways, he, <laughs> okay. No, I've been dreaming about this house my entire life. And last night was the first time that I've really gotten any fucking, like, actual information about the house. Because my entire life... All the dreams have been is me kind of just, like, being there and knowing that there is, like, stuff in the house. And, like, I can't really explain it, but basically it's a white house with, like, a wraparound porch. And I think that it might be, like, a past life. I don't know. Um, But it's a white house with a wraparound porch. It's in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's no roads. There's not, like, it's literally just a field. So it's, like before the time of roads but um like there's no plumbing there's no really electric and um so 
So you go into the house and always the dreams would be me going into the house, going down to the basement, and then in a closet, there's a secret door that leads down a spiral staircase into another basement that's filled with shit. But I don't know what the stuff is. I just know that it's like filled with stuff. And um, I always got the feeling that it was my grandparents' house. Okay. Like, I always knew that it was my grandparents' house. Like, no one ever said anything. There's never anyone in the dream with me. Except for last night. There was someone in the dream with me. But I don't know who it was. But I got the feeling that it was my dad. And he was, like, telling me, let's go down to the basement or whatever. And we went down there and we started, like, moving stuff around. And whenever I told Ryan about it, he was like, what is this? The Underground Railroad or whatever? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. But it's something. Like, maybe we had, like, like we were smugglers or something. I don't know. But, yeah. I had the dream again last night. Oh, it could have been Prohibition. Yeah. It could have been. That would be really cool. Like, it could have been, like, the big-ass barrels, whiskey barrels and whatever. But, yeah, um, last night was the first time that anyone was in the dream with me. And I'm telling you, I've been having this dream since I can remember. Like, probably, like, seven years old or so. You cannot bring a seven-year-old into a smuggling ring, Jennifer. (laughs) How dare your subconscious (laughs) do this to you? I don't know. I mean, my dad always told me that he's had the same dream his whole life, too, of him getting shot and, like, dumped in a ditch. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Whenever I think of like, whenever I've talked to other people, we're always we always come to the conclusion that it's possibly a past life. Yeah. Most likely. So especially I don't know since if the you... details are so vivid and it's unchanging. Like it would be different if you dreamed about the same house, but there were different events all the time. But since right, it's this, this is the first time it's ever changed. Yeah. Like all the other times. Um, <clears throat> It was literally just me walking to the house and getting the feeling that I was at my grandparents' house. And then me going down to the basement by myself. Down to the secret basement. That nobody knows about. Okay. And down in the secret basement, like, the house is all, like, it's, like, old school. Like, you know, back before there was plumbing and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all wood and, like, everything. Is and there then, an outhouse, did you see? I don't know. I know that there's no plumbing. Because last night in the dream, I was discussing with someone, I don't even know who it was, that um, it was like I was in control of my dream last night. I don't know why, because I remember thinking, where's the plumbing? Like, where's the fucking sink? Where's the dishwasher? Why don't I have a bathroom here? (laughs) And then I went down to the secret basement with my dad mm-hmm. or whatever and i was Air like quotes. yeah and i was like what am i doing here what do you want from me and he's like start moving start moving the stuff or whatever and i'm like listen guys i'm gonna need to wake up soon <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah usually it's me just like walking in going down the basement by myself no one's ever been there that's really interesting though yeah. Do you have a dream journal? I have a dream journal. We can look it up after if you want. Hmm? Like, you you know the You books? have a book? Yeah, I have a book. Oh, no, no, I don't have one. Yeah, I have one in my bedroom. Okay, let's do that. Um, so now we're going to talk about EJ. Okay, yeah. Um, EJ claims to be my spirit guide. Um, I don't want to offend him by saying claims. But, um... <clears throat> you can't be too careful. <laughs> So yeah, he showed up in the form of a little boy who's probably about seven, six mm-hmm. or seven, and um, he's wearing a navy blue t-shirt, jean shorts, and he has brown hair that's kind of like a bowl cut. And um, basically, I would be dreaming but not know that I was dreaming, and uh he'd be standing in the corner of my bedroom watching me so finally last year we um figured out that he 
calls himself EJ, and he says that he only shows up whenever he thinks that I need, like, protection or something. Like, I guess, emotional protection. I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, we haven't, I haven't seen him in, like, a year, so... So yeah, haven't seen him in about a year. Haven't haven't had any conversations with him. You know what? What? He was around a lot whenever we were doing the Ouija board. Whenever I had my little incident, and yeah. then ever since I stopped, he hasn't really been around. Oh no, he wasn't there whenever you had your incident. No, no, no. I'm saying like, whenever I w- was around you, like whenever I came into your life and I was having my issues. Mm-hmm. He was around more, and ever since my issues have kind of resolved, he hasn't really been around. No, I know for a fact, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like, later, why he's, why he wasn't around at certain times, but I know for a fact that he was around when, um, Mackenzie wasn't around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. We'll get into that on another paranormal week, because <laughs> that's just way too much information tonight. But yeah, um, he claims to be a spirit guide. Um, didn't ever feel any, like, evilness, maliciousness, because, I mean, we've played the Ouija before. We've, not with Mackenzie, she's not allowed to do that, but um, with other family members. <laughs> and um, I am a grown-up, we BTW. Have... <laughs> <laughs> she's grounded. Um, <clears throat> but anyways... We have, and we have felt like something was evil, and we immediately say goodbye, shut it down, whatever, cleanse it, all that. So, um, we're not, like, advocating for anybody to go and play it, because it's really, I mean, yeah. So, anyways, um, we'll get into that some other time, possibly, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so that is the story of EJ. He only shows up every once in a while, and I haven't seen him in about a year. A year. Well, I saw him in October, so. Haven't seen it since October. Mm, in October. <laughs> oh. Alright, okay. so, anyways. Now, do you have any facts for us? I do have a fact for us, and it's it's kind of gross, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess it's not really gross. It's probably terrifying for men, but um, here it goes. Men who are hanged get a death erection known as Riga erection. Oh my dear god. I feel like whoever named that was really having a good laugh. <laughs> rigor <laughs> erection. <laughs> like rigor mortis. Rigor, rigor erection. Rigor erection. Yep. That's disgusting. <laughs> See, I knew you would hate it. <sighs> God. Alright. Anyways, that's all for now. Thanks guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you have any suggestions or anything that you want to tell us, just go ahead and, like I said, contact us via email, Facebook. We have Instagram and a TikTok. Uh, we're all just either Creepy Hour or Creepy Hour Podcast. Uh, the email is creepyhour at yahoo.com. Yeah, and if you uh, give us any good information or you want us to share your story, we'll be sure to shout you out. Yep. And uh, I don't know what else to say. All right. Peace out, Peace freaks. out.